Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. NXT TakeOver in your house. It is June 7th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan. And Raj Geary. Raj just came in off the golf course. I did. Yeah, we we played some par three earlier with the family and some friends. And uh, so my daughter, Sonia, nine years old, last week got a birdie. Which, uh, wow. Just drove it right on and then a five-foot putt. Two. A two and a three par. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. That is awesome. That's impressive. And so I told her how disappointed I was in her today because she didn't get another birdie. No, I'm just kidding. Give <laughs> <laughs> those kids a complex rock. <laughs> you played like shit today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. no, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Matt, when you were growing up, uh, I'm sure your your physical athletic prowess was uh, recognized early on. When did your family really start getting you into sports and taking that seriously? Right when I started special ed, I'd say first first grade. Wow. Because I had all this energy, right? And so everyone thought I had this behavioral problem when in reality it was ADHD. So the fact that I was able to have sports be my reward really paid dividends for me. Um, I was able to use all this energy on something, right? And then once I started growing, my dad was in the driveway with me daily, daily getting shot up. Wow. And look where it all where it all ended up in the wrestling ring, on American Gladiators. What what, what were your favorite sports growing up, man? Baseball was first, and then basketball. Then I, as I got older, basketball and football. Okay. Um, and yeah, played you played with Kobe, college. right? You played with Kobe back in the day. Yeah, against him. Yeah. Huh? Yep. That's wild. I had the worst baseball season ever when I was uh, eight years old. And then we realized right after the last game that I throw and hit left-handed, not right-handed like I'd been doing all season. Oh, no. Yeah, Mm. but I write with my right hand. I just throw a ball with my left hand, kick with my left foot. I I wish I was lefty. I wish. I'd be pitching in the MLB right now still to this day. My wife's a lefty, but she she swings a golf club, everything right-handed. Oh, interesting. So split dexterity. Yeah, that is very rare. Uh, anyhow, let's talk about TakeOver tonight. This was quite a throwback 
to the uh, in your houses of the 90s. Uh, we had the commercials, we had the announcer, we had the graphics. In fact, this was probably the most different looking takeover they've had um, since what? Since Takeover Brooklyn uh, 2015 when they started using those HTML graphics with the uh, the computer code on screen and whatnot. This tonight was definitely a different show. Um, what, what did you think of this, Matt, this presentation tonight and their throwbacks? Awesome. I liked it. It was very well done. No Doc Hendricks. That's an automatic automatic fail. They got Michael Hayes under contract. Just get him, get him to get the haircut again. He can do it. But uh, I, think that, yeah. <laughs> I do like the uh, using the retro stuff. I, I feel like they should be doing that with Saturday Night's main event on Raw. Just ways to mix it up. Different themes. But I, I did like that they, they changed it up. And it was, it was cool. Uh, we opened up with the band Code Orange out there doing the theme song. Uh, that was very polarizing on Twitter. Although I have to say, the Code Orange bass player looks more intimidating than 90% of the men's roster in NXT. Like, that dude looks metal as F. Um, and they should sign him to a developmental contract immediately. Uh, but yeah, why, I thought the why song was it went off Why was it polarizing? Some people just don't like the screaming, uh, the screamo, as it oh, were. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, their music sucks, but... Yes, I thought, that's I thought there, was, there was another reason. <laughs> no, just, just okay. the music. That's the problem with having a live performance and going all in on bands, right? I mean, we've talked about this before, <laughs> but even um, even uh, My House, even some WrestleMania themes, I mean, if Except you don't for... hate it by the end of uh, the, the run, they aren't, they aren't playing it enough. You know? Except for Blinding Lights. Yes, Raj's favorite song <laughs> of the last 10 years. <laughs> Um, so we open up with a six-woman tag. Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez tonight. Uh, defying expectations, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, and Mia Yim won. But uh, what would you think of this match, Matt? I thought Gonzalez looked good tonight. I have, she did. I've been waiting for her to show more. I thought tonight she did, actually. It was good. This was a great opening, actually. Does she remind you of Sonya Deville, in a way? In a way, a little, a li- a li- I can see why you would say that. Yeah, which is but not. I mean, said, I think Sonya Deville's a star, but it's not a bad thing. But right, right. Yeah. yeah, this was a good match. I mean, it's actually really nice bookends, right, between this match opening the show, the women's main event at the end with the triple threat. Um, the good showcases here. I thought all the women looked great in this. Not a ton of stakes. I mean, this was definitely secondary towards what happened with uh, Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano later in the night in terms of Yim and Candice and that rivalry. But uh, yeah, this was a great way to open up the show. Yeah. I I, I, I do feel like them taping at Full Sail, doing these shows at Full Sail, I don't know what it is. It just feels different than the Performance Center. It feels more organic. I don't know. The Performance Center is so stale. And and and, yeah, and uh, right. I just feel like this is just a much better atmosphere, even though it's still empty arena, plexiglass, you know, developmental talent in the crowd. But I I, I thought it was much can better. I, can I just say I'd much rather talk about Cornette's podcast with um, <laughs> what do you call it that he has, the revival uh, FTR? Yes, yes. Yeah, well, let's let, let's get to it after this. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Oh, you have to. It was good. Yeah. Dude, they're freaking legit badasses, dude. They come across as, like, what the way they wrestle. Like, they're, they're like I will punch you square in your mouth in <laughs> real life. Yes, this is a work, but I can also do it to you in real life. Is like, 
if you go back and the fans I know in the chat room, please tell me if you guys all heard it or watched it and tell me you didn't get that vibe from them. It was good. And I know we have a lot of Young Buck fans in there. I'm one myself, but dude, it, it was good. They're doing a good job of blurring the lines if they're being blurred. And because they outright said, I know we got to get to the show, but they outright said in this interview with him that they did not take kind to the whole F, uh, F the revival stuff they were doing. Huh. to them you know they, they didn't get permission for it they didn't say hey are we cool doing this and so they're like you got a receipt coming good because i i mean i we we haven't had a chance to talk about this but i thought their interview on uh dynamite yeah. last week sucked oh really yeah Wait, did i see where, where they were where they were talking with uh, tony shivani you didn't think that they looked like stars when they were no. throwing the bottle at the dude in his face throwing the bottle the, I saw t- then there was a different interview with Shivani then. Shivani then. Oh. That that they aired today actually online. Oh, okay. It, online. it was really good. You guys got to watch it. Okay. No, the the, the one good. on Dynamite last week. I just thought uh, it didn't make me want to see them face the Young Bucks anymore. Like it it, it took away from it. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Between that and the and the, and the other podcast, I'm telling you, it was. It, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Um, yeah, the whole way they introduced them, if they're supposed to have heat with the box, I think they could have stoked those flames a little more. Yeah, they're it didn't come across contract. in that interview. So they're not under contract, under handshake deal. Um, so I have a feeling they're going to get to it faster than we think they will. I'm shy. I'm kind of surprised AEW <laughs> let them talk to Cornette. I know, granted, they're not under That's contract. How you right know now. they're not under contract. Right. Yes. <laughs> Because Cornette rips AEW to shreds and, and Dude, the Blacks in America. Listen, listen, listen to their podcast. See what they have to say about it, too, because it's, it's not too far off. All right. And Julian Bravo saying, I'm a Tony Schiavone hater. I love Tony Schiavone. I think he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just to address that right now. Uh, so, uh, after that six-woman tag, we had Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. And uh, defying expectations, Finn Balor picked up a win here after this brutal match, especially that uh, spot with the stairs and Damian uh, flying out over them. Like, that just looked ugly. Uh, like, it hurt like crazy. But... This is the wrong decision. This is the wrong decision. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised with the outcome of this. I mean, Finn, unless they're building Finn back up for a reason, he doesn't need a win right now no, um no he, he doesn't this doesn't build him back up either by the way this was a yeah. terrible decision yeah outside of carrying cross i thought this was the most obvious decision would be damian priest beating, beating finn because he needs that yep. win it, it raises yes. him up finn it does yes. nothing for finn although i could easily see uh cross defeating finn next before he goes for the title could be wow fast track right i mean if Adam Cole's moving brands and it wasn't dream like we saw tonight, I think Cross makes all the sense in the world. Um, I think they should have Cross squash him too. I'd like to, you know, squash Cole. Uh, yeah, keep wow. keep Cross dominant. You know, have him be that next Brock Lesnar. I mm-hmm. thought he looked great. To, we'll, we'll get to it, but I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, then we had the North American title match: Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee. And uh, this match, have to give them credit. Love the in your house set. Love that they had the security camera on the doorbell, and love that they went to that camera angle 
during this match for a good portion of it. Cool. This was awesome. This was my favorite part of it. Yeah. I love Keith Lee doing the pounce, uh, doing that pounce to Gargano through the plexiglass. It's it's about time they, they did that. Yeah. No, this I, looks really good. I got to say, Gargano is a heel. I just don't buy it. You know, I'm watching it. It's it's like you're watching a a bad, like a Nickelodeon TV Thank show you. where someone's playing a character. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Gargano, I don't buy it. I don't buy him as a heel. He's just too likable. He's, he's to just... To be fair, it's impossible... As a situation I used to find myself in versus AJ, when he'd be the heel, I'd be the face. It, it would be so difficult for people to believe he's a real jerk, number one. Oh. Nobody bought that right. ever. He did the coolest moves on top of it. And then you had Big Boring Me. You know what I mean? Like, we're supposed to be getting, like, cheers. Right. It, it just, it was so backwards. Yeah, yeah. You should have been the heel. You should have been that giant killer heel, and AJ's the you know Jack and the Beanstalk kind of thing. And they would have worked. This definitely would have worked. Although he's so Keith Lee's so likable, though. You know. I know. Yeah, Keith Lee can't be a heel either. The the one guy I'd say Daniel Bryan. He's the one that you would see and you'd be like, that guy can never be a heel, and he still did it great when he did it. What a testament, right? Yeah. Seriously, that's such a compliment. It really yeah. is a compliment. What a good worker he is. Wow, he's a, he's a genius. But yeah, Johnny Gargano it just comes across as a performance. I, I'm not a not a fan of his heel character. But Keith Lee, you know, he's, he had the black Black Lives Matter on his trunks, which was a, a cool touch. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean Keith Lee is. I mean he's the man. I, I see him on the main roster sooner than later. Yeah, he looked great tonight. Uh, great picking up a win. Uh, at some point, Candice and Mia came out and got involved in this match, uh, but Lee had a decisive victory with the Big Bang Catastrophe, the pin and the win. Um, I would, up until that last spot with uh, EO flying off the roof, I mean, yeah, the security camera touch was so nice during this. Um, yeah. This was so well done. Really, really fun match. Alonzo Smith noting that Gargano always loses at TakeOver. What? What is his, if someone in the chat, what is his uh, win-loss record at TakeOvers? I'm kind of curious, because it's probably like 2-11 and 11 or something like that. Uh, Justin Lopez with the $5 Super Chat thought it was time for Lee to drop and move on to the main roster. Dude was the hottest guy at one time on all three shows, getting rubs yeah. from Roman and Brock. Yeah, yes, absolutely. He's right. He's right. They, their timing, uh, they, they, they jacked it up with him, because there was a ton of buzz around him, even with the, the Brock you know, stare down at the Royal Rumble. Uh, yes, Leon Moore. <laughs> he'll rock on the golf course. Did they open the did the did they open the clubhouse open again at your golf club? They do. Yeah, they oh. have the clubhouse. We didn't do that, but yeah, they do have them open now. Just uh, just this weekend. What do you well, do if your kid, if your kids weren't there and you're with your buddies? What would you guys normally do in the clubhouse? Like, well, I played yesterday you? with just my buddies, and uh, what, what we've been doing is usually afterwards we'll have a drink on the the on the lawn, like the the lawn in front. Uh, Yesterday, is, we just had this freak uh, uh, rainstorm come in. So, uh, otherwise, we, we were going to sit on the patio. Here. Oh, we really? Had a tornado last night. Swear to God, it, it felt like that when we were on the 18th hole. All of a sudden, it was just it was just blowing us over. It was crazy. A, a tornado in uh, in Longwood, so, uh, Maitland, uh, all oh, wow. around Central Florida, but it touched Maitland, like the next town over from me. Oh wow, two towns. Jeez. We could see it. We could see the cloud, the, the funnel. It was crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Um, uh, Bruce Bennett noting that Shawn Michaels was six and oh, eleven yeah. at WrestleMania. That's 
good point. Bruce is a big part of our Saturday night's main event podcast that we're doing on Thursday nights, and he's, he's he knows he knows. Uh, and Gargano is four and twelve at takeovers. Wow! What you great call, Raj. Nice. <laughs> did, you say, uh, did you say two and eleven? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a little bit pointing out. I believe this was from the FTR interview. Yes, it was. Too much like Arn and Tully. And they're like, thank you. That's such a compliment. Yeah, like, it's like you're too much like the Road Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Antoine Fair, uh, we'll talk about this in a few moments, but uh, saying, uh, uh, no, pardon me. Let me go back to the other one. Sorry, these are scrolling all over the place. Antoine Fair says he knows he's early, but when Cross did that Northern Lights into the clothesline, it's the time to finish this. It made him look like a Mortal Kombat character. We were talking about that the other night, sort of calling out the end of the match. Good touch. Um, there was a lot to like uh, and tonight. And T. Smitty pointing out, I'm glad oh, yeah. WWE didn't book Lee to lose while wearing Black Lives Matter gear. Uh, P.S. Good luck, Matt. Yeah. Thanks, um, T. Smitty. Thank you. Speaking of which, Matt, everybody's been asking uh, for your campaign. Uh, how can they make a donation? And Raj, <clears throat> we've got the info guys, right here. Text blueprint to 22525. You guys hear Matt all the time on this show. You know he's a good dude. Support his campaign. Text blueprint two two five two five. Do it. Awesome. Thank you. you guys are awesome. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. And thanks in advance to the chat room for real. Thank you guys. Um. So we had this backstage brawl or the backlot brawl. Pardon me for the NXT title, Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole. And this was the full sale backlot. I did not know they had a backlot there. Uh, we had cars in a circle <laughs> with their headlights on. We had a ring in the middle of it. These entrances, I mean, this this Who's was that guy? yes, yes, very grease too, very grease too. <laughs> it only would have been cooler if Velveteen Dream would have rode up on a motorcycle and jumped over the ring first. That he hand built, yes, motorcycle. Or they come in and snapping their fingers when they're coming out. That's West Side Story, Raj. That's an oh, entirely different music. Damn it. <laughs> Roger, Roger, I've never seen either of those. Well, well, you've never seen West Side Story or Grease 2. You've seen Grease 1? No, I haven't seen Grease. That's a first one? No. My wife loves it, but I refuse to watch it. No way. Why, why would you refuse to watch that? Because. <laughs> because. Look at the poster. Kid? But when you were a little kid, you didn't. Seriously? No, never saw it. I saw the very end when they're like flying off, and I'm like, I'm never going to watch this movie. It's. <laughs> Grease One is um, surprisingly filthy for like a, a musical that children loved, and that all the kids of our generation knew the words to the songs. Song, yeah. yeah, listen to the lyrics like "Greased Lightning," and like that is a filthy. That is like some two live crew level shit in a children's musical. Ebag TV saying Grease is on TV right now. That is a frightening uh, icon he's got. Always, it's always on somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so, Steve Marcuccilli asking with the super chat Ooh. with Dream losing, do you want to see him on Raw or SmackDown? Dream versus AJ would be money for Ooh. the Intercontinental title. Ooh. He'd be made if he beat a, pinned AJ Styles for that Intercontinental Championship. Oh, the open challenge. Made. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be something. Um, I thought that. This match was really good. Good production. Like the Uber spot. Like uh, love the spot with Cole going onto the windshield. Uh, mm. or, or yeah, of the car. Um, I thought that there was just a lot to love in this match. With the outcome, I was surprised. I really thought this was Dream's time to win and take that Me title. Too. Dream <laughs> seems to lose a lot. Yeah. He does. He does on these. He's supposed to be moving to the main roster soon. Actually, Io Shirai mm. as well. Uh, mm. 
but she won the title tonight. But, you know, Dream, it's one of those, without the fans, it's just not the same with him. You know, without the without the crowds, like oh, he works yeah, so yeah, much better yeah. with the crowds that I'd I'd like to see them wait until they got crowds back before Dream moves to the main roster. I think it'd be way more effective. He he just because we want him to be successful, right? We love him, and yeah. we're very worried about him getting pulled up to Raw and SmackDown. I'm terrified of it. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna, Vince is going to get his hands on him finally, and I don't like it. I know it, it is frightening, and you're you're seeing already. You know, Shayna Baszler, all these other. Who are the uh, the tag team that was there for like two weeks? Um, that MVP was managing for like two weeks. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, why is it? Why I can't remember their names. Like, nobody and, knows their names. Well, name the rest of them: Samoa Joe, FTR, the Rival Rather. Yeah. Um, oh, a- everyone. Nakamura, Ascension. Nakamura, yeah. Ascension. Was it Oni Orkin? One Oni, of them? No. Uh, she, <sighs> Jesus. Shane. Thorn and Bink. Yes, thank you. Thorn and Bink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the one Thorn and Vink fan in the entire audience. <laughs> Thank you, guys. There's a lot of people now saying uh, Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne, yes. But, yeah, they were there for two weeks and just disappeared. Um, the, there were a lot of camera cuts in this match. It was a little excessive. Yeah. I thought this match sucked. I didn't really? like it. Yeah. I thought it uh, – really? I, I just found myself losing interest as it was going on and on and – I, I the reason I liked it, dude, was because there was no the, there was no fans there, and because of that, anything aesthetically that's different, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I usually kind of like it, except if it includes the Viking Warriors, <laughs> Raiders. I can't even say their name right. We need yeah. to get that wrestling bingo that that guy did that one day. <laughs> homeboy. <laughs> I call everybody homeboy. If I don't remember their name. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I, I like the setting. I thought it looked cool. I, I like the, the headlights and everything, but yeah, just as it was going along. I don't know. I'm, I'm done with I, I like Adam Cole, but I think he's just stale right now in NXT. I feel like the NXT top area is uh, really stale. When I think about like when Finn Balor was on top and you had Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura, we're a far cry from that right now. And uh, oh my God, yes, yes. Yeah. I think the Uber spot, yeah, some people are saying they liked it. I thought it was forced. I don't know. It just seemed corny. I was hoping they were going to go to a second location with the car stuff there. I was hoping this was going to be a little more like the original backlot brawl and change uh, locales a few times. Yeah. Brian thought it was a great match. The Panama Sunrise yeah. to the chairs with a sick bump. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo Smith saying Dexter Loomis under the ring for some reason. He's a serial killer <laughs> oh, yeah. posing as a pro wrestler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dexter Loomis, I think it's like Apollo Crews. When it's too obvious where the name comes from, it, it takes away. Right. Yeah. Like Dexter is clearly Dexter from the show, and Loomis is from the Scream movies. Just. Uh, I don't think they're, they got it from the Scream movies. I don't think that's what they're calling Absolutely. Out. Yes. Wait, Billy Loomis Ooh. is not that famous of a reference. Most hey, people can't even true. name. This. Right, but Voorhees would have been way too on the nose. So, wow. I was thinking this, this was is thinking, it's definitely from that. No, I was thinking uh, Loomis from Halloween. Isn't that where so, uh, the Scream reference is from? It's from I, yeah, I believe they were referencing the the uh, so, Doctor and Halloween. Raj, you did not come up with this because you watch no movies, obviously. Who told you this? <laughs> No, no, I've seen Scream a thousand times. As soon as I can't when believe I believe you 
remember that name though. In that Absolutely, movie. Billy Loomis. Yeah. And what was he his was... friend's name? What's that? He... What was his friend's was his name? Friend's name. Uh, Matt Lillard. Yes. What was Matt Lillard's character's name? Uh, what was his name? Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy. <laughs> Even the first name. And your mom is no Sharon Stone. Yes. <laughs> I uh, remember Stu. that one. Stu. Stu, yes. yes. Well, Glenn, do you want to dissect the fact that uh, Stu <laughs> is so influential in Ron Geary? I mean, I, I too enjoyed the Scream films. I even liked the fourth one. I like. I thought they were all good. I thought the fourth was better than the second and the third. Third one really was good. the worst. Yeah. Corny second Cox one. was great, great in that. Yeah. Corny Cox was awesome in that. Yeah. yeah, once they started having Aunt Jackie as the villain, it was like, oh, okay, this is kind of shit. Yeah. 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 I was really surprised in the second one when uh, that she was like behind the whole thing. Like the second word, the reveal in the second one, I thought was very, very well done. Um, mm. Anyhow, they're rebooting the Scream franchise they again. Are. Yes. Wow, world. And uh, uh, David Arquette, friend of the site. Uh, we've yep. had him on the podcast a lot of times. He's, he's back for it. So he's back from the oh, dead. Cool. Cool. Oh. Uh, anyhow, we could talk Takeover. about Scream for many more hours. You know, they shot it 30 minutes from where I live up in Healdsburg. Yeah, they shot the Scream, Scream oh film. My God. Uh, but anyhow, uh, let's talk about... But so Adam I, Cole beating Velveteen Dream, yeah. I think it's a bad look for Dream to lose so often. Um, he should have had a big win on a, a Takeover, you know. Should. Anyway. Should. Yes. Um, I think the chat's trolling me right now. With uh, some of their scream references, so, Anthony's saying Dewey didn't die. He died in four, didn't he? I could have sworn he, he died in four. I only saw four once. That's the one I've seen the least. I could have sworn he died. Anyway, chat room, speak- are you all saying that Matt's about to lose his mind right now? Is that, is that, is that in the chat room at the moment? <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's text two two five two five. Is that right? Two two five two five. Yeah, two two five two five. Um. So, let's uh, talk about Karrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa tonight. And as predicted, this was a, a short match, not an all-out squash, but the next closest Dude. thing. This was like five minutes long. How exciting is they have a huge superstar on their hands right here. Huge. This was awesome. Much, now, when he first was rumored to come here, because he was with TNA, I yeah. was fearful that they would make them, you know, go to practice every day, pay your dues, brother, all that stuff before they'd even bring them to TV. So they started showing the commercials for him and the vignettes. You know what I mean? It was exciting. I still would be pessimistic about it, but there is no mistaking what they're doing with him. That's great because he looks like a star. You know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of the Brock Lesnar-John Cena match at SummerSlam, like four or five years ago, where... Brock was just dominant. It was uncomfortable. He was dominant. There was no, uh, there was no question who was the dominant guy in that match. Were you, were you surprised to see that though, with his, who his opponent was though? I was. Super over. But I think it made it that yeah. much more effective because they did that. Yes. Yes. Like John Cena. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ciampa is kind of like the him and Gargano are kind of like the face of NXT in a lot of ways. I I've seen him that way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, terrible Trey 89, Buck 99 Super Chat saying Carrying Cross Scream Superstar. But I think yes. that's the difference. I mean, Ciampa, yes. and I, I love Tommaso Ciampa, I think, as a person. He's a really interesting guy. His personal journey is great. I think he's great in the ring. He's done some great character stuff. But I think Ciampa, like, and I want to be proven wrong on this, but I feel like Ciampa hit his ceiling as champion in that rivalry with oh, Gargano. Yeah. I think Years that, uh, yeah, like he's um, now going to put over t- other talent over. And I think probably end up being a, uh, a very respected trainer and uh, perennial figure in NXT. I hope he gets another shot because I don't think he got one. They put him in a tag team so. with his lifetime opponent in Gargano as a makeshift tag team. Then they got hurt. Yeah. They got b- knocked back down to an NXT. Like, I don't feel he got a single, a legit single opportunity up there. I do think NXT is his ceiling. If he goes to the main roster within six months, he'll be kind of. He look, and he looks short on the main roster. Yeah, he? yeah. He, he, but he, they're he not going to know what to do with him. They're going to have the same problem they have with him that they have with like Sanity. Like I think Vince isn't going to see it. I mean, you know, maybe uh, he can get Rowan's old cage. You know, where they could team up and get those Bludgeon <laughs> Brothers masks out. Um, I don't think Vince and and Vince might be problem. right. You know, there's a lot of these calls. You know, the Ascension were not really main eventers. They were great in NXT. It worked for that audience. But you look at them on the main roster. It, you know, it it just wasn't yeah. there. And uh, I I just don't think uh, Gargano or Ciampa, both of them. I think they're NXT lifers on the main roster. They won't do well. But, I mean, when you look at it and think about it, though, I mean, if they can make even a quarter of a million dollars a year in NXT, not have to travel, have uh, the lighter schedule, and more longevity there where there's always a place for them, I mean, I don't know, that seems like a pretty sweet way to, you know, have a career. Uh, most people are not making a quarter of a million dollars. No, I understand that. But isn't that, like, roughly the ceiling? What the ceiling a couple of years ago was, like, what, 200000 I think? Was the old ceiling in NXT and then well, Finn, you know guys there? like Finn and Nakamura, you know they they have different deals. So yeah, um, but I, I wouldn't think Champa and Gargano would be, you know, I'm sure they're they're probably around that. I would guess. Yeah, Champa looks Jack tonight. He's he's been uh, he looks he ripped. Always, he does always, no? Yeah, yeah. I think he looks always really ripped, man. That's why I like him. But I think that's the thing. I think you take that gamble, you go up to the main roster, and if you become the next EC3, like, right. it's kind of it. At that point, it's either AEW no or Impact. For that. There's yeah. no excuse for that with EC3. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah they, they pissed all over themselves on that one. Yeah. But that's the thing. You know, Matt, if you were in NXT and you were making, let's say, low six figures in NXT, and someone said you could go to the main roster, but it could be over there in six months, you could be done with this company, or you could just stay in NXT for the next couple of years making what you're making now, like, doesn't that seem like a pretty safe bet if that's, you know, if there's an open door for you there? Oh, I told you. I think I'd rather stay in NXT. Yeah. Well, Matt, Matt's a different story because Matt's got the size. He's got the look that they'd like on the main roster, so there's (laughs) much more chance uh-huh. for success but if you're a smaller guy uh then it's a lot riskier you know yeah ec3 i still don't get because he he has everything that they like but such uh, a good promo such a good promo yeah but like uh you know the imperium or any of those guys i think are way better off in nxt than the main roster yeah only lorkin yes so this was a little moment tonight but i am actually so looking forward to this Robert Stone in the audience when they showed him looking disheveled and heartbroken because Chelsea Green left him. Like, I really hope he just goes off the deep end with his character in the coming weeks in NXT. I think that could be really good television. 
He's good. He's already shown he can, with TNA, he can do outrageous characters and outrageous gears that that character has to shift into. Yeah. Because he was so much better than having to do the Jersey bro stuff that he did. And he pulled it off and got it over. Uh, yeah. He'll get this he, over. He'll, he'll get he this gets over. character. And, and that's yeah. a, that's a hard thing to get nowadays. You do, you see a lot of the guys that don't, and uh, he gets it. He's uh, yeah. he's a star. I, I, I'm surprised he's not wrestling because he's got, he has Me the too. physique, the look. Um, yeah. But uh, as a manager, I, I'm, I gotta assume that he's gonna get some. I mean, Chelsea Green is rumored to be going to the main roster, so I gotta think that he's gonna be uh, get. He's got to get someone big. But that's gotta be a great gig though too. If you could just stay there, not wrestle. They haven't really had that. They haven't had managers. They try like early on with like Sylvester Lafort and some of these guys to have them be independent characters. But I like that you have a manager character in NXT. The talent can come and go, but they've got a, a perennial role. Like I think that could be a really mm -hmm. sweet gig for him if he plays this right and they give him something interesting next. Yeah, we've got Regal. Regal, you know, Regal's the only yeah. central figure. Okay. We, we've seen in the past that an effective manager makes all the difference in the world. You see, it was Zelina Vega right yeah, now. Give him a chance, yeah, you know. Yeah. So the main event tonight, the triple threat for the NXT women's title, we had Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And I don't think any of us predicted this, but Io Shirai got the win as the new NXT women's champion. Uh, very competitive match. All three women looked phenomenal in this it seemed like it could go any way for the majority of it eo jumping off the the house set um there which was, was fantastic and uh she ended up getting the win when um when uh flair was trying to get her hold locked in on ripley sneaking in there and pinning ripley which was great because uh or no barbara not sneaking you know doing the the backflip on that so it was yes. actually kind of uh, an inversion of how Rhea got that win on Charlotte while Charlotte was doing the submission uh, back in the build-up to Survivor Series tonight. We had Io sit there. I thought she was going to backflip off the turnbuckle onto Charlotte and instead hit Rhea and got that win. So for fans that didn't see this, you totally just got mind-blown right there with that amazing dissertation because um, you have to see it to what he's talking about to really understand it. He's right, though. Um, that is how it went down. I did not predict this at all. I, I thought for sure. Um, I think I said Charlotte. No? Yeah, Charlotte, or I think Rhea was our dark horse candidate. Oh, I did. I said Charlotte, and then oh crap! I don't remember what I said. I might have said Rhea actually. Jack, I you remember? Go ahead. I, I thought it was going to be Charlotte. I thought Charlotte was going to have Rhea was going to have Charlotte beat, and then EO does something, and then Charlotte pins EO, and then EO goes to the main roster, and then you got Rhea and Charlotte at the next you know, the next show for, for the title. That's what it was. And I said, Rhea would go over on her there, hopefully. So yeah. this was great for you. This was awesome for her, but what is going on? What is, <laughs> what does Rhea have to do here? I don't know. Like she was smoking. She was white hot, like red, better than red hot folks. Like seriously, she was white hot on fire, super over. And they've done nothing to resuscitate her. Nothing. Nothing. No, I mean, this is usually what they do when they've lost faith in someone. You know, we've seen it. Oh, we see it time and time what did again. did you do wrong? I don't get it. Did her wrong. I don't get it. Don't know. Yeah, having her chase her. But doesn't but doesn't it seem like? Doesn't it seem that way? Please wrestle me for the title. Please wrestle me for this title. Please, <laughs> please at WrestleMania, if you can do it, please. 
It was terrible. <laughs> right, terrible. Yeah. And then you get your ass kicked. No, you know, what it, <laughs> right, you know yeah. what it is? It's that um, main roster creative in the production and build up to WrestleMania got a hold of Rhea, decided we're going to make her this like weird yeah. baby face who's starstruck by the opportunity to wrestle Charlotte Flair. Um, and it just made her look like a chump. I mean, this woman was such a natural, like, badass, anti-hero babyface, everything you could want in a women's champion, um, building up the end of last year. And they just, main roster creative punked her out, man, with that WrestleMania. But this isn't main roster creative now. Now she's in NXT. Yeah, I know, what do you do now? And now you've got Triple H, who uh, I believe on the call Mm -hmm. that's going on, uh, right now. I just just got some, I'm getting some texts about it. Yeah, it's talking about how he's really high That was Nick's question about Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, saying that, um, you know, Io Shirai is a game changing talent. This is the future of the NXT women's division. Wow. And wow. Uh, yeah, it's a new era now that she's NXT women's champion. I'm telling you, like, I think that uh, this was his move that maybe they thought that Rhea was damaged goods after that WrestleMania loss and also being off TV probably didn't help her for the month after Mania. I do got to say with Charlotte, you look at her in that ring. She she does come across. Uh, just way above everyone in yes. the business, in my opinion, as far as uh, star the power. Best, po- yeah, she the best. Fe- I'm telling you, I've said it for a year. I think she's the best female wrestler of all time right now. Yeah, I agree 100. percent And she just she carries that confidence. She looks like a star. She carries herself like a superstar. Um, so I mean, she she is just so much ahead of everyone right now. But um. At the same time, Rhea, you keep beating her. Uh, you just lose all that stuff that you know that had been yeah. built for her. And Josh they, they've Miller, done it. Josh Miller, two super chats. It did look like Rhea caught a knee to the face. Um, yeah, but that that didn't change the ending. I mean, that was the plan yeah. finish. But they've got to rebuild Rhea, I think. And this could be good. Her versus EO. Like, I don't want to see late? Rhea. I mean... I don't want to see her pushed aside yet. I think Mia, I think that I would like to see Charlotte stick around in NXT. I want to see more women's feuds, not less. It's got to be about more than the title at this point. And I think Rhea, she just needs a real story. That's what's been missing from this whole thing too, by the way. It's like with Shayna, Rhea had a story, but Rhea, this whole, I'm a, you know, Charlotte stand thing hasn't been working. Peter Baroni saying you're overthinking it. Rhea's getting called. Uh, they haven't lost faith in her. She still needs to be Charlotte. You know, I think it, I, I, I just yeah. think it, it just hurts her by not getting that win. Leonza Duncan, $5. Can the internet wrestling community finally admit how great Charlotte is? What a surprise. Yes. Another great match. A performance by her. She's the best. She looked. Okay, so here's. Thank you, Leonza. We've, we've been saying, we've been saying it since the beginning. Here's the best compliment yeah. I can give to Charlotte in this match and the other women in this match. At WrestleMania. It looked like Charlotte was going down to NXT. This, all the women to me tonight looked like they were on the same level. So I think that it has worked by having her there. I think that Charlotte fits and she elevated her competition. She raises everyone up. Yeah. And you know what? You could give a wrestler, by the way. If you had to pick three women for a triple. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. It's the best compliment you can give a wrestler, by the way. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, if you could pick three women for a triple threat match, this would be it. These three. Oh, yeah. Of all of American wrestling, like, between AEW or WWE or Impact, these would be the three. I mean, I think they are, in their own ways, the three best women right now in in wrestling in a lot of ways. Where where do you put Blanchard in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tessa would be. Tessa would be above. uh, I think I'd put her above Rhea. Rhea? Yeah. Okay. So do you think think he... 
do you think, barring what Triple H said tonight, mm-hmm. um, exploding all over himself about her, um, <laughs> uh, about EO there, that, 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 that's a huge claim he threw out. Yeah. Um, like, I'm sorry, Charlotte's still there. That's your, whatever, nonetheless. Um, right. Charlotte, I would put Rio in there, and then I'd put um, Tessa. Yeah. Justin Lopez, $5, saying Charlotte not getting pinned makes me think she's getting it back, especially with EO main roster rumors. I grew through those. Charlotte's the GOAT. Um, I think it's a one-on-one match for sure. Wow. Yeah. You know, great, too. Mm-hmm. Rhea should almost be um, – they should almost book her uh, with the size difference because she is so towering. They should book her – more as a monster now, I think, because she towers over most she, women. She could do a lot more athletic. That. You think so? She's so athletic, though. I think if she gets like toward the end of her career, she could start doing that and get away with it. But right now, she is so like shredded, lean. And, yeah. And more importantly, she's athletic as hell. She does cool athletic moves. Yeah. 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 She doesn't look overly, and you know, uh, like, 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 like imposing. Like, name? Naya, like, right. Like Naya. Well, but the reason I'm saying that is I think Rhea needs to stop being a babyface. Maybe turn her heel at this point. Let's do something and get her dominance back in the ring. You know? That would be good. She should be dominant. I agree. I'm telling you, that that WrestleMania promo for her sitting in the stands, like looking like she was tearing up, that was like the worst thing they could have done for her. She was wide eyed rookie the minute she did that. And I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? Stop. My Hicks is saying I'm reaching. Okay, name name three uh, three others that uh, that are Tell better. You spelled your wrong. You spelled your wrong. <laughs> I'm the worst at that. I'm, I'm the, the same worst. Player. Well, yeah. The autocorrect sometimes can be your enemy too on these phones. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyhow, this was a great match to close it out, and I love that they did the streamers and confetti at the end. I thought they didn't make enough of a big deal about that. That looked fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mar- 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 mentioned it. Well, he did mention it, but it was like off the air. I don't right. know. Like, do we even see them go into the ring? I think they were showing us a replay and then we cut back in and the ring was flooded with everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was, cool. it was. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, this was a good takeover tonight. I mean, there's never a bad takeover, but this, um, this exceeded my expectations. How about you guys? Yes, but because of the the last two matches, really, it went. In my opinion, went from third gear to fifth gear because of those last two. I mean, I didn't expect that title change to happen like that. Yeah. So in the women's match, I did not expect that. Um, And then obviously, Cross. That's my favorite part of tonight, to be honest. The way he won. I agree. I thought this was the. And this is going to sound negative, but I thought it was the weakest takeover we've seen yet. But you know, a lot of that has to do with the crowds and you know where they are, and and that adds to it. Definitely, especially in NXT. Of all the shows, Roz, I'm sorry, that get interfered the most and affected Mm -hmm. the most negatively by not having fans. It's NXT. The fans are the sixth man there. Yeah. Uh, A couple of people responding. Charlotte, Taya, Nyla Rose? No, not not over, uh, not over Io and Tessa, in my opinion, no. or Rhea. No, but I like the Taya call in there. Yeah, Taya's underrated again for some reason. Go ahead. Oh, terrible trade with the nineteen ninety nine super chat. Well, thank you. 
A lot of times WWE takes away the edge someone has when they're moved to the main roster. Take Bobby Roode, for example. Yeah. Turning him face yeah. after moving up to SmackDown was the worst thing they could have done. Absolutely. Yes. I agree. Good call. Great call. Yeah. I mean, we said that from the beginning. As soon as Bobby Roode showed up, we're like, why is he a baby face? This, this is a big mistake. And the gimmick they gave or, Dolph was... Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Why not just take the 1999 and text it the 22525? 22525. Text Blueprint. Yes. Um, but you're the, right what you were yeah. saying. You're right. Oh, well, okay. no, this this just drives me crazy. Uh, I saw it first, uh, saying, Raj, without Charlotte having her dad's last name, you think she can be as great as she is now? We have seen so many wrestlers with their dad's last name that don't make it. She right. is a star. It has nothing to do. She just I watch I would argue a bigger, the biggest dude, that's Michael Jordan's kids. It's the biggest shadow possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of all time, I would argue, next to Hulk Hogan's kids showing up to try to wrestle. Yeah. Seriously, absolutely. Like Joe Hennig, uh, Mike DB, you know Ted Ted DiBiase's kids. They they just could never get out of that. It, it, it's a big shadow. Here's the thing: they should get opportunity probably in the beginning. Because, of course, duh. Right. Same with Rock's daughter. But it's what you do once you get that door open, right? The right. door gets cracked open only so much for that stuff, and then obviously Charlotte has just steamrolled that door right off the hinges. Yeah. A few others. Bianca, Sasha, and Io. Uh, Sasha hmm. could be. No, Sasha. No. no, but, no. Not, not, but not with the work she's done. Yeah. In like, NXT, like, though. Uh, Bel Air. Bel Air. I like that. Bianca. Yeah, she could be there. They're, uh, so, they're so stacked. That damn women's yeah. division is so stacked. It's so good. Yeah. And that's why I don't see Charlotte. Maybe after Backlash, Charlotte goes back to Raw. But I don't see it. Right now. I didn't think they needed her. I'm being dead serious. I'm not against her. Right. I think what the women's division yeah. was awesome without her, even. What about okay, this is a good one real quick. Yeah. Justin Toner is saying the top five Flair, Asuka, Tessa, Rio, and Io. I I can't yeah. argue that. But that's the best list we've seen so far, I'll say. Yeah, I agree. Um what about now? Who do they have for Bailey on SmackDown to face for the title? Well, they're building the Sasha eventually. Now they're with the women's tag team champions. But this is why they've got to pull some of these NXT girls to that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they've got so much talent they're not using. What's Carmella up to on SmackDown? You know, I mean, I feel like oh, yeah. we don't get enough. Um, still, it's That's true. It's actually kind of weird and now if you think about how much, uh, how many matches the women in, get. It's still very what shows the What shows the glow on? Um, Spectre. Go Naomi. Yes. Naomi's amazing. Like she's she another is. one that doesn't get enough run. Yeah. I mean that's the she, thing. If the, she's yeah. and she, her promos have improved too. Oh, she's, yeah. like, she's been she's been ready. Been yeah, she, ready. She's one of those total package where she's got charisma, yes. everything. They need a women's okay. show, man. I mean they do. If they're not gonna tip this more on Raw and SmackDown, I think it just record, waters I it down. I said that before you, though, for the record. About the <laughs> I think it just water, waters it down. Look, look at 205 Live. Really? That, yeah. Yeah, but like really? uh, 205 yeah, I, Live, name name three talents you, you would tune in to watch on 205 Live every week. But that's what it would be with the women's show. No one's oh, going to yeah. watch it. Yeah, it's on the network. It's one of those that's not getting pushed. It's just yeah, another forgettable show when there's so much wrestling on every week. I want it on the E-Channel. 
I people, guarantee people you, used to say that. Yeah, I mean, if if they did have a network deal, that's a different thing. But okay. I, I doubt they'd get a network. Deal. I guarantee you, Dana Brooke, who is treated like a third tier women's talent, Dana Brooke has yeah. more fans than the top yeah. wrestler on Two Hundred Five Live. Mm, you're talking about the internet when you when you would no, see I'm, her I'm, I'm in front of an actual network. crowd, yeah. she gets no reaction. What? No, 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 no. But that's how she's booked. What we're talking about is real life, like your your fam, your family and friends that you haven't seen in a while. Like, hey, I've been watching this show on the E Channel, uh, the, the Diva Show, I think it's called. Uh-huh. All the girls that are on that show get so over; they should be maximizing that by stretching that into an actual all women's oh. wrestling show right after it. I don't know why they don't do this. If they could do uh, it on the E Network or something, absolutely. But uh... you guys know what I'm talking about, though, right? Fans in the chat room too. Think about your friends and family that have randomly just come up to you when you talk about wrestling or if you're watching it. And they're like, oh, is that true about John Cena and so-and-so that they broke up? And Because they saw it on the E-show. Like, oh, man. A lot of people watch that. I remember one time I was in Vegas playing poker, and everyone at the table <laughs> knew the Bella Twins from uh-huh. Total Bellas. Like, they were talking about the Bellas. Like, they, yeah. they didn't know any of the wrestlers. They didn't know Roman Reigns or anyone. Yeah. They knew, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the the girls from Total Bellas. That's so, what I'm telling you. Sure. 205 Live, man. Like, the closest thing it ever had to a must-watch superstar was Enzo for that brief period of time. Or Austin Aries. That brief. You, I loved Austin Aries. I loved Austin, he, too, he but... Tune in. I, 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 I get what you mean, Glenn. He, 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 they didn't push him like that. Yeah. 205 Live is an afterthought. You know, a women's yeah. show could yeah. be money. Oh, yeah. Um, and they have so much Two or five live is an annoyance. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like. Well, probably to Vince, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we have to cover this. No one watches it. No one cares. Uh, Why is that still on? And that's no disrespect to the talent that's on it. But would you have thought here in 2020, June 2020, with all the cuts WWE's, it must cost them nothing to produce. And the talent must be making less than NXT talent. Oh, I'm sure they're making less, but. It, it, it they're probably in the hole with it because they're not making money off of it. It's on the network uh, unless they're getting, you know, small amounts on the international TV deals and they're having to pay these contracts. Yeah. So you're paying, you know, whatever it is, 15 guys uh, for 205 Live. Are there even 15 cruiserweights anymore? I got to think so, right? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> like, this is, I, I, mean, haven't, I haven't watched Ra- 205 Live. In Raj months. covers wrestling for a living. Wrestling <laughs> pays his bills, and he doesn't have a clue how many guys are on the 205 Live. I have no idea. Roster. I mean, I could tell you if I want. Raj yeah. knows more about Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor than he does 205 Live. Yeah. Knows more about NWA <laughs> than 205 Live. I could, uh, I could Raj tell you. Raj knows more about MLW. And uh, wrestling events, what was it, Barbados that you went to? Then he knows about 205 Live. I could tell you the last Saturday Night's main event card in 1987, but I could not tell you who wrestled on 205 Live last week. <sighs> Anyhow, yeah. uh, we got some super chats, Rush. Why don't you uh, right, collect, those, click, click those dollar bills and toss them up? Okay, here we go. Here, here's the roster for 205 Live real quick. Arya Davari, Danny Birch, <laughs> Jack Gallagher, Swerve Scott, Joaquin Wilde, Mark Andrews, Noam Dar, Oni Larkin, Raul Mendoza, Samir Singh, Sunil Singh, Ryan Kendrick, Tony Nese, and Tyler Breeze. Ryan Kendrick's still there? Yeah. Good. I'm happy for him, actually. So it's actually, uh, yeah, 14 guys under uh, considered to be part of 205 Live. There you have it. Oh, good for Brian, Brian Kendrick. Think about that. He's been there for a while now. 
I think yeah. he's too. I think he's too talented to be on Two Five Live in a way because he he's one of those guys that has the character. character. I think he, yep. He was great when he had a Ezekiel Ezekiel Jackson, you know, when they were doing their oh, thing. Oh yes, TBK. Yeah. Kendrick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see some super chats. Ghost House JD, two dollars. Can you guys give a shout out to my girlfriend, uh, Courtney Majors? Ooh. Yes. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. I could have done. Yeah, we would have done that for free. What's up, Courtney? Ah, <laughs> uh, what else do we got in the super chats here? Let me jump around a little bit. Uh, Joe Cafaro, Buck ninety nine. Enzo made two hundred five relevant and fun to watch. Now it he sucks. Did. Yes, that's right. Um, uh, Disco Scotty, five dollars, saying we're nuts. Everyone knows Eva Marie is the greatest of all time. <laughs> She had a good character. Like they never got to go all the way with it, because uh, yeah, the all red, the all red, everything seemed pretty cool. Right, where she kept doing like the, she had the wall, wardrobe malfunction to get out of matches and things like that. It was I, I was curious where it was going, and then you know that match for the NXT Women's Title she had with Bailey was brilliant. They trolled everyone. The corporate sent down a separate referee. Nia Jackson interfered. They thought they were going to screw Bailey over and give Eva the title in that match. It was so entertaining. Um, but yeah, Eva, like not as a wrestler, but as an entertainer, she was yeah. very effective as a heel. She had the wellness violation. And then after that, she just never came back. So, Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, success. Ben Gibson. Been very successful since. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, New Japan is going to announce the future of their company tonight at midnight Eastern, nine Pacific. Yeah. So, so it looks like they're going to be returning to shows with fans next month. Huh? New yeah. Japan is. Oh man, I've been missing it. <laughs> so. Uh, really? Oh man, shows with fans. Oh, Not, yeah, shows of fans, yeah. Yeah, I mean, tonight, that's, though, it's a step. I love tonight the banging on the plexiglass from the performers in the crowd. Like, tonight felt... Yes, yes. Very uh, nor normal. We got to see people that were emotionally invested in what they were watching, it felt like. Yeah. yeah. So, someone, Mr. Christopher, saying, I'm losing street cred over putting over Eva. She was awful. Not as a character, as someone you care about. And uh, that's the most important part of wrestling. No, no, here's the most important part of this evening. P.S. Two of the three of us have no street cred to begin with. <laughs> and the chat room fills up with Matt. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think you should say I'm the only one with street cred. I'd like to say you guys have some. <laughs> I don't even live on a street. I live in a complex. Um, yeah. Uh, so I got some. We got some exclusive news here on Wrestling oh, Inc. Let's do um, it. So they taped uh, Backlash tonight at the Performance wow. Center. So it, it's not live. They taped it tonight, and uh, they got tapings the next few days. To, uh, tomorrow they're doing. Tomorrow's Raw and this week's SmackDown 205 Live main event. Ooh. And then, uh, so the greatest wrestling match ever has <laughs> happened. It happened today. So when did they tape the NXT thing? They did it. So that was live. So they taped Backlash earlier in the day. Oh, before it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, they're redesigning. I haven't posted an article on this yet, but they're redesigning the U.S. title 
in the NXT titles. People are really into belts, so. Uh, I am. Yeah, I, I mean, I got my, uh, <laughs> where is my WWE? Where is, whoa, shit. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was stolen. <laughs> it's there. All right. Everything's all right. That was awesome. You're welcome, <laughs> chat room fans. That was awesome. Uh, Adam I Cole. Love, I love, real quick, I love NWO Raj. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Raj, pick up the belt and play it like a guitar. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about last? Hey, guys, what about last? What was it? Last night, the night before, Raj kept playing the music. Lightning <laughs> <laughs> lights. I love that song, man. It's awesome. <laughs> So Adam Cole is supposedly going to the main roster. Uh, actually, his contract right. is coming up. His contract is coming up. The August, word I got. Right? What's that? It's, it's up in August, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I that's what I was told. Uh, there were a couple of people that are saying he had resigned last year. I, when I double checked, that doesn't appear to be the case. Uh, so if he's coming up in August. And they've re-signed him. They're, you know, obviously going to have to put a lot more money on the table, which would indicate that they'd probably move him to the main roster, kind of similar to Matt Riddle. Uh, just it's too much money for NXT. And he would be a huge get for AEW. I mean, he fits in, you know, there. So I'm sure they don't want him to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are they going to do with the NXT title? I mean, do you think Cross takes it off of him? sooner rather than later i think so i think cross he just has to work on his a, a couple of his mannerisms a little bit there are a couple times i thought watching him where it seems a little forced a little, it seems a little comical but i think he's the guy he's of the guys in nxt that i can see headlining a wwe pay-per-view him velveteen dream if they don't screw him up and mm. uh big if. and damian priest i can see him too yes although with priest i think not getting that win tonight <laughs> That's NXT. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not as listen, it's not as much of a call up when they get called up after a lose losing on NXT though. Right. Well, but I mean, when I you look at opinion. when you look at the people that have been successful from NXT and WWE, yeah, the, the like, Elias, the Elias factor. Uh, yeah, Alexa Bliss, it's it's the ones that weren't really big in NXT that, you know, uh, because they have character and, and charisma, they got over whereas you know, your Chad Gables and, and, and you know, those guys, they, the revival, they but didn't. We could we could see it, though. Do you see that with him, with charisma? Like Damian Priest? And be, yeah, and get on the rock main roster like an Elias did? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have thought Baron Corbin either, but uh, he, he did turn it up once, you know. Baron Corbin was booked pretty damn strong, though, in NXT. He wasn't booked weak. For a while, he was losing a lot at the end, but he, yeah, he did. Ha- he had that streak for a while where he was winning matches in under a minute. Uh, so, uh, Matt, what, what else did uh, FTR say on Jim Cornette's podcast? Oh man, they were going to town. They were, they were, they do a good job of letting one another talk because they, it, it's, it's hard to talk with a tag team partner and both get your stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just came across as two North Carolina boys that will smash you in the mouth for making an entire 
uh, uh, web series online using their stuff. Making fun of them, saying after the revival, without asking, and receipts coming. And what they weren't saying it in a working way. Yeah, you know what I mean. They they just struck me as, oh, it was a great. I thought it was good. I really did. And I'm um, looking for. And then they did a really good interview with Shavani. Shavani. I don't keep saying his name wrong. Tony Shavani. Today, I saw it on the web today. Uh, I saw it online today. They, you guys got to go check it out. You check out both, honestly. It was like an hour, hour and a half or take on the Cornette one. Huh. And uh, just, just, just they know so much, obviously, about wrestling history. And as a wrestler, whenever I hear that with younger guys wrestling, it's like I get chicken skin because yeah. I know they eat, sleep, and drink it. It's not just a work. You can tell within their work that it's not a work, right? But by the same token, you hear them verbalize about what they're, you know, how passionate they are about this, uh-huh. how much they gave up for it. They talk about uh, Vince McMahon not being a, a huge fan of uh, their, their cup, of, his cup of tea, um, and their conversations with him and with Triple H, um, how they were Triple H's boys, and then when they got brought, you know, brought up in roster. Next thing I know, they're doing jobs for, you know, uh, um, DX right. and NWO. Right. You're two on one. There's Strowman. Like they were. And, you know, the Usos putting Icy Hot in their jocks and stuff. Um, but they had good attitudes. They had some ridiculous outfits they were supposed to wear before they finally quit. <laughs> have you seen and that? Like, you know, yes, I have. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a mocking of like 80s wrestlers right it's supposed to be like the fabulous ones combined with all these other 80s centric rest tag teams of the past and they're even they had good attitudes about that they weren't like hell no they're like they laughed when they saw it but they're like you know what we'll take this we'll make this work too i love that attitude yeah uh i'm a, i'm their biggest fan i really am i love them i think they're great i th- I, I think uh so it took me like six months to get which one was, uh, you know, Scott Dawson, which one was Dash. I use uh, your uh, mnemonic for remembering that. The Dash was the one that was dashing, dashing with the hair. Uh, I just got a text message from Kevin Nash. I'm, I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. Tell him to come on. See, that, that, was, cap- that was my captain over smirk, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on one second. Asking why doesn't WWE book Elias correctly? I mean, what's correct at this point? The guy is like uh, evergreen entertainment talent. I mean, he's almost got a gimmick that's so good he doesn't have to wrestle. He just has to like have a guitar smashed over him or smash a guitar over someone every once in a while. I, I agree with the the guy. I think they've made him too one dimensional. He needs to drop the guitar. Actually, I think uh, he's got the look. He's got he's got the physique uh, to be a big star. Uh, he's not very good in the, you know, in the ring. He needs to work with guys that can uh, bring him up, and they haven't been doing that. They're, they're just using him as as uh, entertainment, and I think he could be a lot more than that. Yeah, uh, the revival. I gotta say, um, not Dash. Who's uh, so? What are their names again? Dax Harwood and Cash Wilder. Cash yeah. Wheeler. Yeah. Wheeler. Dash. Yeah. Dax Harwood. Yeah. Cash. Was Cash Dash or was Cash Scott? I, I haven't figured that out yet, Rajay. Give me a way to okay. remember that one. All right. The bald one. The bald guy. Scott Dawson. He's got. He's really good on the mic. And I think he can be. Uh, yes. Yes. He's really good. 
Dax Hardcastle. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, let's say uh, you want to take a couple more questions. What do we got? What do you like? You know what? Huh. Um, scrolling back to the super chats. <laughs> oh no! I screwed that up. <laughs> the video is frightening. Like he's like bleeding from the mouth at the beginning. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it once. Why was that music really quick? Really quick. Why was that music on? Yeah, uh, just just a top. Uh, Where was <laughs> it from? I'm saying that's uh, that's the blinding lights. The weekend. Roger's theme song. <laughs> drinking song. Next time I'm gonna rise up as that song is playing. You know when Raj goes to Vegas. <laughs> you know when he like walks into the bar. He's just visiting in slow motion. That song playing. Like that's what he hears in his head. There we go. NWO Raj. <laughs> Dorian Spradlin, four ninety nine. What do you think they'll do next with Dexter Loomis? Who cares? And, pay, and for, with Freddie uh, Freddie Voorhees tag team. <laughs> Freddie Voorhees <laughs> is a solid name for an indie wrestler. I I, I like Dex. I like I like. Uh, what was his hey. name in the Impact? Um, Oh, oh, um, oh, darn it. He's really good. He's right. He's a good wrestler. Um, God darn it. He was like a creeper. What was his name? Yeah, the creeper. Sam Shaw. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Sam Shaw. I I, I think that has more legs than Dexter Loomis. He did a good, he did a good creeper gimmick uh, with like Christy Hammy, I remember. And he did a good job with that. It's yeah. just his name, Sam Samuel Shaw. Just right. It's so generic. It's not creepy enough. Samuel Shaw creepy. sounds like someone who served in the American Revolution. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Take a beer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very generic name. Uh, I don't know. You know him. I know he's aligned with Velveteen Dream right now. I think they could get really freaking weird with it if him and Velveteen Dream had a one-on-one feud. That could go some places. Loomis? places. Loomis and him? Yeah. Yeah, Loomis and Dream. I think that brings Dream down. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Matt, mm. real, real quick, did Cornette's, was he ripping on AEW while he was talking to the Revival, or did he stay, like, measured? No. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, he went all in, as they would say. And, um, yeah, they did too a little bit. Not as bad as Jimmy did, obviously, but. They made note of it. I said, well, obviously we're not under contract because there's no way we'd be able to even come on your show. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, interesting. I mean, I could see why AEW is not signing them to a contract yet without, you know, crowds and everything. You don't want to be, you know, giving big contracts yet. But uh. I don't think it's because they're not wanting to sign them to a big contract yet. I think it's them being smart about their business. You know, I think they ultimately will. Yeah, I mean, where else? Tag, they have some good tag, like Jimmy's big thing was like, well, so what other tag teams are in this company that could look like they could whip you? That, name one. You know what I mean? And, and while he's right by that, he still doesn't. I don't know how to say it. Like, I, I love those tag teams. I yeah. think 
you know, uh, um, Ortiz and them, like, they're freaking awesome tag team. Yeah. Um, yeah. So was, even though Jungle Boy and, and, and what's his name? God dang. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Luchasaurus. I should be fired. <laughs> I should be fired. Luchasaurus, I, you know? I'm so Mr. Conspiracy Theory, but I, I do think they're signed also. I don't think there's any way Tony Khan would put them on TNT like this without having a contract. Um, he did that with Jeff Cobb. The, the, yeah. Yes, he, yes, they will do this. Again, so. They would never let him on Jimmy. You hear how Jimmy talks about that show? That's true. The wrestlers and Tony Khan? Arn, There's no way. No way. Arn Anderson only signed just now the three-year really? deal. So he had been on TV for a while <laughs> without uh, being exclusive. Um, I do think... Uh, oh, oh, oh. Here we go. Uh, I do think uh, Justin Lopez with the five dollars super chat yes. saying they hated how Cody said they weren't the best tag team because in NXT they get to practice their matches. They felt it was a slap in the face. Because they're right. I, I love the Young Bucks. I'm what I've always said. Said it for years. I'm literally physically their biggest fan. But to do those matches, you cannot call those on the fly. It is impossible. Hmm. No matter how good you are, because the spots are so choreographed. There's no way you can at least walk through it. You have to. The way the uh, the revival wrestles, on the other hand, absolutely not. You do not have to rehearse any of that. That is stuff you can absolutely call on the fly and talk about backstage. Not get in the ring and walk through. There's no doubt about that. So they have a right to feel pissed about that. That is a slap in their face, and I'm glad to see them take it that way. That shows so, they have pride in their work. So Matt, I, I want to get your opinion on this because. I feel like AEW has the weakest women's division in all of wrestling as far as Impact, WWE, AEW. And I think their tag division is is kind of weak because they didn't put the tag titles on the Young Bucks. You know, yes. uh, you know, Kenny Omega and Paige, they're a makeshift tag team. They're not like a, a true tag team as you nope. you would yep. think about it. So, You're right. uh, yeah. And I think uh, the Revival, they can, they can help change that. I think the Young Bucks need to have the titles. Or the revival need yes. to have the channels, and 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 that's the feud, and that could be a main event. That could be a, a pay per view main event. So Charlotte tweeted out. I'm sorry, Matt. Just uh, I've been waiting for years to see this matchup between Bucks and then FDR. Yeah. So Charlotte tweeted out tonight. I've been in a lot of wrestling rings lately. I know you all know sharing the ring with Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai tonight was a continuation of the legacy of the NXT Women's Division. It's interesting. I mean, maybe, maybe she's done. Maybe, uh, and she's even, oh, and she's uh, part, and uh, I guess this was in response to the main event tonight, saying Paige, Natty, Sasha, Becky, Bailey, Asuka, Shayna, and so many more. This belongs to you now. Congratulations, Io Shirai. Um, yeah, maybe Charlotte's mm -hmm. done with NXT for a while. I, you know, uh, last week, the women's tag match got more viewers than Mike Tyson on AEW. Really? Yeah. That was the highest rated thing of the whole night was uh, uh, the women's tag match with Charlotte and uh, Chelsea Green against, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting, Io Shirai and someone. Which is why they should have their own show. Yeah. Yes. And when people say, like, the women don't draw or anything, it's like, they do. That's what I'm saying, man. There's no one on 205 Live that it's just, it's not the same. I mean, um, but it's speaking of which though, it's also funny that, and then this is something Cornette, I read the second hand quotes, it's like Orange Cassidy is one of the biggest draws in AEW. Like we're in very interesting times now in terms of what people actually want to see. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it depends what you call a draw. 
Like bringing in new fans, uh, we're not seeing that yet. Um, I think that's what it is. It's, it's it's in the meaning of the word. It means that you sell out arenas. You draw people right. to the arena more than if you're not there. Hulk Hogan and, on house show loops, for example, was a draw. Everyone right. wanted a clamor. They had an A roster and a B roster doing house shows at the same time. Everybody wanted to be on Hogan's house shows because he was a draw. He drew right. drew fans into the arena. Right. Orange Cassidy is not drawing more fans that weren't there beforehand right. into an arena. I will argue nobody is, though, currently in professional wrestling. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ebony Washington, interesting John point. Cena, Jericho's John the closest. Cena's the, John Cena's the last draw. Yeah. Jericho's close in the sense that he makes a difference. Like, if he's on a card, he might make a little difference on, on the tickets. But he's probably it. Well, Ebony Washington saying the cat's out of the bag. Most people just want to be entertained. I think that's part of it. I mean, like, yeah, even the cat's with Tyson. Been out of the bag my whole yeah, life. I know. But more so even now with Tyson, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. With Tyson, Tyson versus Jericho, people want to see Tyson box again. Like Tyson and Jericho. Like Tyson versus Orange Cassidy, at least, would be oh. a very entertaining match. Matt, Raj, it, Matt that's, Raj a t- that's a TV match. Raj, Raj made a face about Tyson versus Orange Cassidy. Oh. That would be entertaining as hell. Tyson versus Jericho, whatever. That's a bigger deal. You know that it's a bigger deal, but it'd be way hilarious to watch. You know, yeah, yeah. one's a TV match. One you could draw pay per view buys off. But Tyson in a predetermined yeah. fake yes. fight, like at least with Orange Cassidy, it's there's going to be antics. Shit. It'll be entertaining. There are. Listen, guys. Um, Here's the thing with Tyson. There's so many younger fans now watching. One of my things I was wondering is, you think the ratings weren't so great because the younger fans clicking around don't give a crap? Like, they don't know Mike Tyson like we know Mike Tyson? Right. Do you know what I mean? It's not the same Austin, it's not the same Austin Tyson that we saw. This Tyson is like the fun-loving, kind of like funny, he used to be a badass, but he's just kind of a funny but guy do, now. Does 20-something-year-old fans know that? Yeah, I, I think that's how they see him. Whereas our Tyson that we saw was the baddest man on the planet. You but, know, when but, yeah, but did they see him? They didn't see him fight like we did. Right? Yeah, exactly. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I kids, 1986. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100. percent I think they see Tyson as like a meme, like a like a funny guy now, not as a a pay per view box office draw like we saw him. You know, like we saw Tyson yeah. as this. Yeah. And still, to this day, he still is that, you know? It's kind of like Chuck Liddell when he still does something. It's still, he's not close to Tyson, but it still means something. But um, anyway, well, th- this was uh, good times, guys. You got any super chats? Anything else? Two uh, we could do this last super chat. Uh, Ryan Bonnie saying, cool. giving the WWE women their own show will get more airtime for the med men mid-card talent to shine on SmackDown and Raw. That's a big mistake. The, those are going to be the those are the most viewed shows. You don't want to take the women yeah. off those shows. And besides, I don't think that 10 minutes is going to make a huge difference for uh, men's representation. Yeah, Mojo Rawley's not going to all of a sudden. I do worry. I do worry the show would feel so bland without the women on it, though. That yeah. is something yeah. I'd be concerned with for what yeah. it's worth. You need the women on it. Yeah. It's just, and that's the thing. I think more women would be good right now, uh, but yeah, they're just not invested in that. Uh, wrestling enthusiast Buck ninety nine saying can't watch to wait to watch AEW Whoa. on WWE Network in fifteen years. Uh, Jeez, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I will say uh, this: uh, wrestling is better when everyone is doing better, and and you know with WWE's the ratings in the the toilet right now, 
Uh, AEW, their ratings aren't on fire either. They did a good rating last week, but not. But the better wrestling does, the better it is for all of us. Better it is for us. <laughs> all of us. I mean, don't don't you like it when uh, people are when it's popular and you know it's not yes. a chore to watch? Yes, <laughs> I do. Why has it become more of a chore? I was thinking about this today. So we've been doing this podcast together for about four years now uh, in this incarnation. Why it was like, is part of it because we have to watch it or is it like legitimately gotten less good? Because I remember, yeah, I remember liking it a lot more for the first two years. It's less good. I mean, I, I would not be watching wrestling right now in this era. Who's walking their horn like that? Someone in my, someone outside. Anyway. (laughs) You open your window and please tell them to stop. Well, we're wrapping up anyhow. Uh, Raj's car is getting broken into as <laughs> I we know. speak. I know. Um, anyhow, uh, so if you haven't yet, text Blueprint to 22525. Kick some uh, funds down there to Matt Morgan in his campaign. You'll get you'll get sent back a link. And then you just press that link and you can go right on to a secure uh, encrypted site and donate using your card. And um, and people know you guys, that. Thank you. And people know I, I lean a little left. I'm center left. But Matt is one of those guys that I know he, he has the interest of Thanks, the people Dave. always. And so I am donating to him. And I, I do believe that he is the, Thanks, brother. the best person for that job. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And thank you fans in the chat room as always for real. Thank you. So we're going to be back here in 24 hours. God, 24 hours. Exactly. Oh from now almost. That's going to be a long day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Raw. Oh, raw is the worst. I keep trying to like trade Justin. <laughs> it is. It, I don't blame you. It is the worst of the bunch to watch. It is. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, until then, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Rajgiri underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Thanks, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park